0: Podcast Johnson. I want
1: answers.
0: No, you are listening to I want answers. No, the podcast where guests are asked specific questions on a topic to answer immediately and without hesitation.
1: I want answers. No, all right. Uh,
0: you're nervous. No. God. You're nervous. I'm, I'm, full of, I'm full of BMs looking to get out of my body. <laughs> Welcome again to this podcast program where, uh, if you didn't know, if you're uh, either a recorder or a guest on a podcast, by law, you have to hold in your pee and poo all day. Uh, you cannot make on the day of a show. It's like some religions, you have to fast. When you record podcasts, you have to hold it in until after it's done recording. And so my guest tonight found that out the hard way uh, is Mark McKay. Uh, he is going to dazzle my eyes and your ears with some uh, some tour stories of his days playing drums in a little band called Slapshot. Now, we used to work together, and, and you've been nice enough to record on some other podcasts with me that I've done. Uh, I, I've um, never had the occasion to bring up my uh, enjoyment of, of Slapshot before. I i uh, listened to them thoroughly uh through my later years of high school they were uh, big into my uh, my rotation especially um a step on it and back on the map so uh, most kind i, I so, was not aware thank you so i think i did once i told you i used to take tv class in high school and one of my half hour shows i had a quote-unquote deal with the tang records store in harvard square they allowed me to use. Uh, they're artist recording so there's a bunch of slap shot on a show that's supposed to take place in outer space about someone's grim they're being kidnapped by aliens.
1: Oh, well, that's right. And you did yeah, 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 you did yeah. That.
0: that was the one occasion where I, I talked about that, but there's really not many uh, questions to be asked tonight, as it is in my usual format. It's just um, sharing. I used to play in bands, too, so I'm going to try to counter with uh, some some stuff of my own. But uh, you, I asked if you want to do it, and you mentioned something about fighting Nazis in Yugoslavia, and I was like, "Oh my God, yes! Please tell me everything."
1: So, well, yeah, I mean, well, first of all, thank you uh, for your your uh, interest in the band. Um, it's really, oh yes, we certainly had a, um, a a long good run, and they're still doing it, so. So we must have done something right. So, What I'm, was the last I'm, time you uh, did it? Uh, the last time I actually played live, I think, was probably about, oh, maybe six or seven years ago. I filled in um, at this festival in, Pencil- in Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. And um, I just, I had such a miserable time doing it because I hadn't played in years and years. And I don't know. I'm just not the same person that I was when I was doing that. I'm much older and much mm. uh, less wise. So. Um, but my um, guess is that you
0: had a big beard and it was getting in the way. Your, your sticks were getting <laughs> caught in the beard.
1: <laughs> so. That actually has happened. So. Oh, uh,
0: well, I've seen. I mean, right now it's
1: it's it's decent, but I've I've seen I've seen better.
0: You yeah, can I had do to better. cut it off.
1: I had to cut off the, the long stuff. It was getting caught in zippers. There was like food oh my in it and stuff. I mean, it was just it was,
0: you know. Oh, just wake up with your like leg stuck in it one one morning. What's happening? Small rodents were coming out of it. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to talk about like you know things that happened when you were playing shows or, or touring. But um, I was curious if you, uh, in general, when you played out, because I'm sure you played a lot of shows, far far more than I never played outside of the Northeast of the United States myself, which I had fun playing my shows, and I, it's not a complaint. Uh, but did you ever have any uh, particular places that you uh, enjoy, enjoyed playing more than others?
1: Oh gosh, any yeah. venues? you know the the whole thing was just a wonderful experience you know traveling around meeting people and but prim- primarily we were just, we were really um, just had a super good time traveling with each other you know cuz we were really good friends and everything so but we would we would um, you know we're flying on a wing and a prayer back then um, you know hoping that when we showed up at a venue it would it would one be there and two we would actually have a show <laughs> <It exists>. uh, <laughs> so this one place on um, that I, that always springs to mind when everybody asks about a a, um, memorable venue was this place in Lawrence, Kansas, that was called the outhouse. So um, (laughs) the the directions, the printed directions that we had there was to, you know, you go down this road and, you know, for, after a couple miles, it'll turn into a dirt road. So don't worry. And then after a couple more miles, you'll be in the middle of a cornfield, but don't worry. Um, You know, you'll, you'll eventually see like a, a lamp post and that's where the, the venue is. So, God, sure enough. I mean, we drive out into the middle of this cornfield, and there's a tractor shed there, like a, 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 a concrete tractor shed, and all the doors are open, and people are in there like lighting up fireworks, and, and just, I mean, it was, it was mayhem, but it was it ended up being one of the greatest shows we ever played. That, so we went back there wrong. again, and I mean, it's literally in the middle of a cornfield. There is a documentary I, about the place out now, so you you can check out.
0: Oh, nice. Did you ever see a movie called Green Room? no oh it's it's about a band that you know they're touring kind of the you know, DIY and they 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 play in the middle of the, of the woods and it ends up being like a skinhead club and lots of bad <laughs> things happen oh it, it's very good it, it, Patrick Stewart's in it and he's excellent oh uh but I, I think it, I don't know uh, or if you're big into I wouldn't call it a horror movie but it's like a uh it's kind of like survivalist
1: type thing that's what it turns into and it's that it was pretty awesome. So it kind of felt like that because we're in the middle of this cornfield. I mean, I mean, you know, from the only lighting was this one lamppost that they were talking about. And then uh, that was,
0: Oh, so you're like, that was the the lighting. That was
1: it period. (laughs) Well, there was a little small lighting in the club and stuff, but the only lighting, you know, when you go outside and you see, you know, more stars than you've ever seen because you're in the middle of, of literally nowhere. Um, But the show was completely just off the hook enough for us to go back there another time and i mean this tractor shed just all of a sudden was ground zero for all these freaky punks and and um and weird it was awesome. safe to assume
0: this is before smartphones or gps
1: yeah this, that's why i said <laughs> we had printed directions to it i mean you know we yeah. would we would uh, you know make phone calls and 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 have a um you know a gentleman's agreement that you know there would be money for us and there would be a venue there when we got there so well, that's that's good looked out. We didn't get, you know, didn't get murdered. A couple times we we, we hit uh, places that didn't exist anymore or that we didn't have a show that night and and kind of got stuck. But, you yeah, oh, know, I mean
0: So like you were you had some kind of communication with someone that says, like, "Yes, be here at this time and this date for
1: a show." And absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Chicago, know, Illinois. We mm-hmm. showed up at the you showed up at the club early in the day. And there was this metal band that was loading in this kind of long-haired, heavy metal band. And we were like, wow, okay, so it's going to be like a metal hardcore crossover show. And they are like, who are you, you know? So oh. the promoter, oh, the, that, that guy skipped town last week. We haven't, nobody's heard from him. He, <laughs> took all the, he took all the money from the shows he promoted and just took so. off. Oh,
0: that's, that's nice.
1: So we spent the day in Chicago just, you know, eating, eating Chicago food, whatever that was. Pizza. Oh,
0: did you check out the bean, the big silver bean in the park?
1: No, we, you know, one of the things we rarely did was do, like, touristy stuff when we went to mm-hmm. those towns. We were looking for record stores and looking for, um, you know, just kind of punk stuff to do, you know? Yeah. You weren't hanging out on the beach? On the Great Lake? No? No, <laughs> nothing like that. Because usually we had 12-hour drives, so, you know, it wasn't much time for good stuff, so.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you've, uh, you've mentioned uh... – it sounds like numerous scuffles or, or fights. Do you care to elaborate on, on
1: some of that action? You know, it, it, there was there's always, you know, fights between the, the kids at the clubs because there's people just punching each other in the face and, and kicking each other and stuff. So, you know, it always blows up in something like that. So one of the things that we liked to do was just to kind of, like, ignore it. You know, you let the scene police itself. So you just keep playing and the fight just usually peters out and it's no big deal. So... You know we 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 kind of had that rule and and we we played a short tour through through canada and I, I can't remember the city we were in but we were playing at this big vfw hall and and they were like oh, there's going to be trouble tonight because there's like a, a biker party going on downstairs and we were like it's cool you know whatever it was just, we just so we just did our thing we're playing and the doors of the club at one point we're, we're on the stage and the doors are at the opposite end so the doors come flying off their hinges like somebody had hit it with a battering ram or something. So the doors come flying off and these bikers like come rushing into the, the venue and they start swinging it at, at kids. So the kids, oh, so the kids just like, just attack them. They just push them back out the door. And there was, you know, whatever was happening, we didn't know what was happening because we were still on stage playing, just kind of <laughs> going, what the heck is, you know, what's this all about? So, you know, it it just, I don't think it was a a major event, but it was, it was definitely a weird um, uh, event and the scene policed itself. So we had a nice story to tell at the end of it, you know, that we weren't involved. Oh, that's good. You could just, you're just kind of a witness and. Correct. Didn't
0: didn't miss a a beat. We did not miss a beat. (laughs) Did you, uh, you made me think of not 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 that a fight broke out, but just a weird mix of people. Was it a uh, the station? Is that the club that unfortunately burned down in Rhode Island?
1: It was, yes. Did you ever play there? We did not. No. Oh, I played there.
0: It was they had like open mics uh, sometimes, and so they uh, one of the times I played there was an open mic night, but it was like a like it was like a, some kind of like meat raffle happening, <laughs> and it, so but it was like. It, you know, it was a bunch of bands that of all sorts that were trying to do like, you know, 15 minute sets. But there were also like, uh, it was like golfers were involved with the meat raffle and there was like, like a rap core crowd. And the same, and, and it was in, you know, nothing, it wasn't like there was no tension, but it was just an odd mix of things. And the club itself, it was like a shrine to like 80s and 90s metal. I think that yeah. was their, that was their bread and butter uh they had like, they had an autograph wall of bands that played there and it was, you know, bands that were at one point big and then they continued to tour when they were past their prime and then they'd end up at clubs like this. And then it was like the cover bands of those, of the bands that also signed the autograph <laughs> wall. So you had like, you know, I was like, oh, it's, oh, it's uh slaughter. Hey, it's, it's, oh, that's not Aussie, It's someone who's dressed like Aussie, but they, right. they, signed, they signed the wall anyways, I guess. Sure. Why not? Jim. So, Ozzie Smith, right? <laughs> yeah. It was, it was uh, uh, Ozzie Flosborn or, you know, something, <laughs> something like that. So, but that that was um, I, one of the times we played there. First off, they had, it was a, a stage appropriate for one band to fit on that was, you know, standardly a you know, few feet above the floor where people would watch. But the the lights they had were like for a uh, uh, like an arena tour. The amount of lights they had on stage for, it was ridiculous. And the, the the sound guy, he I think he he had to have been like a traveling roadie sound guy at some point. So we were setting up our stuff, and my, my friend Kevin who played bass was they were just tuning beforehand, not loud or anything. The sound guy like, walked by, but and I don't think he like actually looked looked at him. He's just, you can stop whenever you want. And then he just walked away from him because he wanted <laughs> to do the sound check. Like, thanks pal. Oh
1: my God.
0: I'm, I'm happy to say, I, I, I know for a fact he did not perish in the fire. Like some of wow. the others unfortunately did, but yeah, like we, I think we played there not too long before it
1: went down. Oh goodness. Yeah.
0: Thanks. Great white. See, that, that, was, that.
1: that was one of those things that, that really changed everything because after oh, that yeah. point, every time I would go into a club, I would make sure that i knew where the exits were you know something we never even i mean we were playing you know bunkers in germany like converted old world war ii bunkers that you know we couldn't even find the stage never like spinal tap style never mind finding it yeah. right out if there should it be sounds, a sounds faster so that sounds awesome i want to play a bunker we've played <laughs> the strangest of places you know these these um uh, air raid shelters and things that were just left over and the kids kind of squatted and turned them into venues you know
0: yeah i never i i, I don't i think the, the closest i came i didn't actually play but i uh when i was working we used to work at the same place i don't know if you ever like to name where you used to work to the public but we'll just say we worked in the same place that was in brighton massachusetts <laughs> and uh knowing people a lot of people let uh, worked there, lived nearby in Alston, where there was lots of uh, those types of shows. I went to um, a show with I'll, I'll blur her name out. Do you remember who used to work? Sure, at, of uh, course. Yeah. yeah, she and I went out after work one day. Just I think she was supposed to meet uh, a, a guy, and I hung out with her until then. But she couldn't make it, so we met up with someone else who also worked at the same place, and we end up in the in a basement show, and this the other person. I was aware that unfortunately seemed to have some kind of weird crush on me and i was not at all interested so i'm watching the band that's playing and it's very very shoulder-to-shoulder crowded and i can i uh feel someone trying grabbing at my hand and i'm like oh someone must be trying to get by and they just keep trying to hold my hand and uh it was the other woman that we met up with that. Uh, and she was drunk. And so in my peripheral, this is a visual for you only, but in my peripheral, I could just see this. <laughs> this coming coming towards me. And I, I literally pushed, like knocked people down to get out of like I just pushed to the right to get away from it. And it was never spoken of again. And I was relieved about it. But oh my god. A, yeah, in this tiny basement. Uh it was a band called Sneeze. That I don't think exists anymore. Um, oh, there was a guy named Julian who used to work at the same place. So that was that was a thing. That was, uh, probably the most terrifying experience being an audience <laughs> member for me
1: <laughs> ever going to a show was was that moment. Well, it, was, it was really amazing the amount of bands that came out of the that place where we worked. You know, I mean, there was oh yeah everybody was in a band, and I thought that was fantastic at the time because it was. Um, um, it's just very exciting to see people excited about their bands and I still was too, you know.
0: Yeah, I bet it's still the same now. I don't think it it's probably is. Yeah, right exactly. I, mean, I haven't worked there for uh like 5 years, but I'm, I'm sure it's still the same.
1: Yeah, it's been 7 years for me, so.
0: so oh, oh, look at you. Are you think you, you, you better than me?
1: Uh, 2 sure. years better. <laughs> 2 years better, that's right. <laughs> you got me there. I'm about 15 years older than you, I'm sure though.
0: I don't I don't think you're fifty nine years old. Um fifty six. Oh, all right. Well um well you get you get twelve years on me. That right. makes it feel
1: better. It does I just, slightly, slightly I just turned forty four. Oh happy birthday. Hey, thanks. About a month late. Didn't get a card. <laughs> your your card's in the mail, yeah,
0: exactly. Mm-hmm. Well the mail is slow these days, so I'll yes, give you I'll yes. give you that one. <laughs> um did you ever have to it happened to me once, did did you ever have any like um in band scuffles that took place on stage.
1: Oh God! In, in time? Yeah, because um, <clears throat> we were all very angry at the time. I mean, it, it was like we really, we really had to play, and the, and the music that we played was very aggressive, and and all that stuff. And we tried to stay together, but you know, somebody invariably would screw up and 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 throw the, the tempo of a song off, or something like that, or. Um, you take too long tuning or something, you know, and we just really wanted to just you know, just play as fast and as, as hard as we could. So um, the, the most it, it was kind of an inadvertent thing, but I was actually assaulted on stage by the singer. Um, he, oh. he. well, he he used to use this half hockey stick as kind of a, um, um, a prop almost. It was just like he had it on stage for effect and it was, you know, it was a hockey stick. So slap shot and all that. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. But he would take this stick and he would, you know, sometimes he would just knock things around and, you know, just, I don't know, whatever. So the beginning of one song at the Rat, we, he took the stick and he came out on stage and he just threw it against the stage. Now I don't know if you've ever seen, like, if you throw a stick at the ground and it hits the right way, it pops up and and bounces around. So this hockey stick hits the stage and bounces up and hits me right across the face. Oh, my God. Were you
0: playing a song at this point?
1: We were beginning back on the map, you know, the <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. So I'm playing, I'm playing the beginning part, and I feel just this concussion, like, hit my head. It wasn't pain, but it was just, like, something just shocked me. And I I had the hockey stick on my lap, so I'm <laughs> pl- still playing. I'm like, okay, I'm not unconscious. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> bleeding. So I just kind of scooted the stick out and just kept, kept on with the show. And later on, like I had a, you know, a, this egg across my face for the next oh, like two boy. weeks. But but at the show, like that was just one of those things. It didn't it, it didn't knock me down. I think I was just so adrenaline filled at that point. It just but, you know, it's just one of those things where like, you know, he hit the the headstock off of Steve's guitar with the stick once because he was just swinging it around and Steve got too close and it, it hit the headstock of his guitar and the thing just fell right off oh and that was that was the end of that guitar so you couldn't you didn't keep trying to play it anyways like uh, i hope you had a a backup i hope (laughs) one backup yeah okay that's that's good you know like you know nothing nothing really major ever happened to us on stage on stage you know lots of people standing on stage too long you know dancing and things like that Chuck, we just shove them off. And okay. Well, that's, <laughs> I think that's, that's to be expected. That's right. happened to bands I played in too.
0: I actually had, um, and went, the first band I played in, in Worcester was a band called Chillum. even though I, that's a, uh, I never smoked, but I was just like, Oh, I'm 19. And they asked me to be in their band. Okay. Yeah. That sounds fine to me. But, uh, I was in there for a couple of years and it had, it was a rap core band, mm-hmm. but we did all kinds of stuff. And they had three vocalists of, of the rapping variety, and uh, one of them was harder to be around than the others, and so uh, the this, this show they were they were popular before I joined, and they they, you know, they drew good crowds locally. Did, did
1: you replace for Morgan's Cove in Worcester? No. Oh, okay. No, we played the Worcester Artist Group, mm-hmm. and we played at EM Lowe's or, or or I don't. Oh, the I don't
0: Palladium. The Palladium. Oh, is, oh I you play Ralph's? Uh nope. No, oh, I'm surprised. Well, I have a question about the rat in a second too. I don't. I want to circle back to. but sure. sure. So we're playing it from Morgan's Cove, which I know turned into the Lucky Dog Music Hall, and it's something else now. And but the, the naughty vocalist was not being very kind to the other, vocalist, the other vocalist's Other vocalist' wife. I think he like spat beer in her face. Oh, jeez! And, and so that, that is caused it They just broke into a. not was only a fist fight, as much as the. The vocalist of the wife had the other one in the headlocking, which is literally punching him in the head with the microphone. So the song stopped, and it's just like, doof, 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 like <laughs> 30 seconds before, <laughs> you know, the rest of the band kind of swarmed them to 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 kind of calm things down. Um, oh I, In the process, I, I tore one of my favorite t shirts in the process, which upset oh, me.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Well,
0: it's okay. My wife got me a, uh, they reprinted it years later, and I have it again. So it's okay. But uh, the original, it was an Uzo, you don't wear um, it was it was a, you don't wear the brawls anymore, do you? Actually, it, it, it became lost somehow. It lost of time. Oh. Yeah. It, no, I just, I always kept it on under my other shirt in case a fight broke out. i take off the, my top shirt and I'd have my my breaking up a fight shirt on just in case <laughs> to rip it further. Good
1: thinking. Good thinking. Yeah.
0: But that, that caused the uh, ejection of that particular
1: vocalist from the band because he was a pain in the ass. Now, let me ask you but, like, when he's thumping his head with the microphone, did you guys yeah. sample that sound or something? I mean that's Oh, I that's wish. Beautiful. That, that was, sounds kind of cool. I usually either asked a friend or set up a video camera in the back of the
0: club to, to record our shows, and yeah. I didn't for that one. Oh so that that's not preserved for history, but I mean that would have been a great sample. Although we did, unless we just started playing along to it and just ignore the fact that they were fighting.
1: <laughs> keep on that, going, that, and that, Keep beating.
0: Yeah. That's oh, a good one, yeah. But <laughs> but you know, afterwards when things come down the uh, the, the the naughty vocalist was out, out back because he could go right up the, off the stage onto a back alley and he was like that was a great show and everyone's like what the fuck's wrong with you but oh my god but you know it, it's it made a, it made a memory there was a, a bunch of stuff I have other other things from from that band because there was a lot of people and a lot of personalities but um the Rat I only got to I saw some shows I only got to play there once but the uh, the downstairs of the Rat I don't know if you recall the unevenness of I guess what used to be a carpeted floor. Does that ring a bell to you? Um, it, it was like a bumpy road. That's what it felt like to me. Oh,
1: oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. The the rap and, was a disaster. And it stunk like like it, was... like, it stunk like vomit because the car- yeah. again
0: it was a carpet and you know, why would you have a carpeted floor in a in a place that serves alcohol and has bands playing all the
1: time? Yeah, and that was like the carpet from like 1975. So I mean, it's I just, believe yeah. that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like when the police played there, that was that carpet was there probably. Right. Exactly. So it's historic <laughs> carpet. It is a historic carpet, yes. Sting but, vomited here. <laughs> you can Look, it's still smelling it over here. It just, <laughs> oh. um, another weird, I'm sorry, just I'm thinking about this, the uh, odd, odd, oddities of clubs. Uh, did you ever play or
1: I'm sure you went to a show at T.T. the Bears' place? Yes, both, actually. Yeah, I've yeah. seen many shows there and played that there. Was, I think probably twice we played there.
0: Uh, I never got to play there, but I saw a lot of shows there. But that was an odd-shaped club, too, because you walked in and mm-hmm. to the right was a stage, but most of the club was to your left behind the bar.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah,
0: a very small area to like stand in front of the stage to actually enjoy the show.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, they think the the in front of stage capacity was like seventy five. the Capacity of the club was like two fifty. So
0: yeah, um, it didn't make any sense. I mean, you could you could you could if you felt like listening to it from a pool room that was around the corner
1: and fifty feet away, I
0: guess that was okay.
1: Well, that was the thing. Like the 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 actual venue room, the sound was terrible. Out if you weren't right in front of the band. The sound mm-hmm. was terrible from anywhere else in the club, so yeah, yeah to kind of, force. Ooh, I just thought of something a long else. Long It really did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I started going there at the end of high school, and I went for a long time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I actually, have a funny not that it wasn't from a band I played in, but uh, are you familiar with the band called Mel Banana? Oh sure, yeah. Yeah, I, I saw them there once. They were headlining. Ooh. There's actually three three things that happened at the same show, which uh, are fond memories that I'll, I'll still bring up with friends, and I'll have a laugh about. Um. And when they started, I, I was able to get up to the front. And uh, the singer, they had frisbees that they spray painted on. They were, throw, they were throwing them out like to the back. ten And <laughs> the T.T. the Bear is 10 feet away from the the, of, the back of the club. <laughs> but I was able to time it. And I swatted one down in front of her and startled her. But I got frisbees. So that was fun. During the set, my friend Dave, who he is uh, he's a little older than I was. And he always dressed very conservatively, like button-up shirts and khaki pants. That's how he was dressed at a Mel Banana show. So at one point I got pushed really hard, like onto the stage, like face down on the stage around their equipment. And I looked by i down like who the fuck just pushed me on stage. It was my friend Dave looming over me and smiling like a maniac in, in his plaid button up shirt and his khakis. And then he just then he just like backed into the crowd and he was gone. I could just see his head in the pit, which was great. And then afterwards I used to carry a picture around with me everywhere. I found in one of our practice spaces in Worcester, there was a room down the hall that was a mess that someone just left. They were cleaning out. And I found a picture of two kids that weren't mine, obviously. Like, it was like a, like a four-year-old with huge glasses and a bowl cut and a baby that had this face that was just like a, like, like a, like a big. Like so I, I would, I would show people like, oh, these are my kids. Aren't they, aren't they? great aren't they cute and people like oh yeah they're so cute like you know like so so I went up to um, members of Melt Banana who didn't speak English really like oh these are my kids so I showed the bass player and she's like oh like how old I'm like I don't know and I just walked away from her (laughs) All the memories
1: somebody is is talking to Melt Banana in a podcast right now and they're like this American kid he was so weird you know (laughs) that's this asshole (laughs) All right, I didn't
0: want to go that yeah. far, but yeah, okay. Oh, no, you can you can say whatever you want in this show. We were talking about holding in our pee-pee and our poo-poo all day, so...
1: Oh, oh my goodness.
0: Yeah, I know. that's It's crazy. It's sinful.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: uh, if I may now, just because we're talking about uh, not, like, acts of violence, but something that I thought would have kind of got, got me into a fight, uh, I mentioned before we started recording at a video clip that I wanted to yes. share with you. Yes. Uh, so it's... If maybe I'll release this part as as a a video clip for people to see because it's going to be an audio only podcast. But so I'll just set it up. There was a I forget the name of the club in Worcester. They had more so like jam bands, and they had like they had like a blues open mic night, which this video was from. You could like you know bands can like sign up for open mic. So I went to see a friend's band, and so the 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 guy who like organized it was he was an asshole. He was like this. Cocky prick, and he, he's like, "Oh, this blue thing is all mine." And he, but he was all full of himself, so it was um, him, and he was on harmonica, and then the bass player, who was kind of a prick too, and then my friends were on guitar and drums. So I, uh, we, I set up a plan with them about something to uh, to disrupt. So I'm going to show you this. It's a real quick clip, okay? okay. So yeah. you can see the clip, and we'll be right back. <laughs> There you go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it.
0: Yes. So I made sure for you, for those listening at home, I dove into a drum set and ruined a blues jam, but it was my, <laughs> my, my, it was my friend on drums and he knew I was coming. And then the guitarist knew. So he, he, he stepped aside, but like we actually talked to the bouncers and the owner, like, is it okay if we do this? And they're like, yeah, sure.
1: They didn't care which is awesome. So now there's this blues guy who's on a blues <laughs> podcast right now, and he's going, yeah. this stupid American kid. Even, even if
0: he's American, too. <laughs> oh, I was in the middle of this this, oh, this wicked harmonica solo. and, right. and I, I know the, 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 uh, the, the clip was quick, but I pointed the microphone and like, I'm like, oh, I do mind if I sing because you could just walk up on stage and start playing. That's what kind of blues jam it was. And he started to like point, like, oh, sure, go ahead. And then it's like, we.
1: Oh my oh, it was,
0: god! It was so satisfying. Ah,
1: <laughs> well, that's what you get for being a dick. You know what I mean? So it's like, be well, a dick. I jumped
0: on I was, blues jam. I, I was, I just, I gave him a taste of his own medicine. I was like, back go. to him. And I was fully like ready to like be in a fight, but it didn't happen. Which <laughs> Ready to, to have my come Good effort, huh. though. We're good effort. Hey, I got to. I can say that I've I dove through a drum set in my lifetime during a live set. So. Did that ever happen? Did anyone like ever like fuck with your with your uh, your set while you were playing? Whether oh, it on purpose uh, or not. Uh,
1: not on purpose, but yes, absolutely. I've had people um, you know trip over cymbals. Huh. Um, yep. You know, um, quite often in hardcore shows, there's people's kind of lurking on the stage too, to kind of be seen, you know,
0: like like,
1: on their tiptoes, like (laughs) seriously, but they're like, you know, they, they end up sitting and we play this one show and another one in Pennsylvania and um, this big, huge hardcore festival. And there was a kid sitting on my bass drum, like facing the crowd. Like he was like tired from slamming. So everybody was packed in so tight. He just, he sat himself down on the, on the bass drum. (laughs) I was just like, what should I do? Should I poke this guy? Or should I? I just thought it was really funny, actually, because yeah. it was just mayhem, you know. And when it gets that bad, there's just not there's nothing you can do, you know. He didn't just let him take his take his breath. He didn't did he get very up. long. He just like got his got his wind and then just you know dove off into the crowd. But oh, okay,
0: now I think you've actually talked about it before. Did you over time kind of downsize your kit to? Uh, you just had like, was it just? It's obviously bass drum, snare drum, hi hat. Did you have toms at one? Did you like just get rid of the toms, or did you have like
1: one tom? Or I started out with a five-piece. I had a floor tom and two rack toms. Yep. And um, I, um, I was never a very good drummer, so I it, I wasn't using the drums very well. So I just found it was better as I started to play faster since I wasn't like hitting that first rack Tom, I just would carry it, you know, I just wouldn't bring it with me anymore. Cause it was a pain in the neck, you know, yeah. to jam in the van. So, so then we started playing songs that were faster and faster and I wasn't hitting even the second rack Tom. So I took it off one day at practice as kind of a joke yeah. and they were like, Oh my God, that's amazing. So, <laughs> so then I was with the, with the kick snare and floor Tom, and two cymbals and the hi-hat. And then I broke a cymbal. and I, t- um, I was waiting for my replacement, and I just took that off off the kit, and I something clicked at that point. I was like, you know what? I'm not even using any of these core drums. I'm just going to stick with this tiny little kit. And so you, yeah, one symbol that was a riot. Yeah, one symbol oh, yeah. and the hi hats, and the snare, kick, and floor tom.
0: I mean, hey, when you're traveling too, it's the less to take the drums, especially.
1: Well, it was fantastic because I was traveling with a five-piece kit and and all yeah. my hardware and all that stuff and. You know, there was five of us in a really small van, and you know everybody likes the amps and stuff, and you know I had full yeah. cases for the drums and all that stuff. So it just, it made more sense to just, you know, throw my little jazz kid into the into the back of the van and go. Nice. Did what you had? Yeah. Did you have your
0: brush your brush sticks in
1: there? <laughs> I never got brushes. I wanted to do that as a joke <laughs> one day oh. and bring them out on stage, but I never went that. Come long
0: on, slap shut unplugged. <laughs>
1: That would have been That's great. one thing we never did. We never did like an acoustic thing or an. Or, uh, uh, why? That's that kind it's, of it's not too late. Let's do it. The music definitely lends itself to something you know slow and 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 beautiful like an in store you know acoustic store.
0: Uh, I can just picture it It would be you know everything acoustic but and, and brushed but it would still be just as fast and it's still <laughs> right. the, the, the same vocal style still.
1: You know it's funny? So, but, uh, Ke- Kevin Seconds from Seven Seconds. He 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 does mostly acoustic stuff now. And and you know he'll do a show online and and people will join and and they'll request seven seconds songs and he tries to play them, as fast as the seven seconds songs are, but like on acoustic and it just yeah. it just sounds silly you know it's just so yeah yeah so hardcore just needs to be straight to the to the point direct and loud and that's you know that's it yes.
0: All right, so I won't hold my breath for a, an acoustics lab shot show, I guess.
1: It's just, well, maybe maybe now these guys will do it, but uh, my, my days are, are long gone.
0: Ugh, no, it won't be the same without you.
1: Uh. Not <laughs> I uh, Actually,
0: I'm pretty sure, I never got checked for it. I'm pretty sure I got concussed once at a show um, by accident. It wasn't Ooh. like a fight or anything. Uh, I used to, for a while, I uh, would wear a pretty good-looking chicken mask on my head. Uh, like feathers, it was rubber, but it had like feathers, it was uh, you know, it was big, it had like the eyes would light up and stuff. And so something happened. <laughs> okay, go on. So we were playing this club, it was someplace in Springfield. I don't it was like a head like a dance club and then it had like a club for bands, but in the stage I called it the Cubert stage because it was there were three levels, like the drums from the back, it's like a middle one where I was with the bassist and then the first was like everyone else. And I ended up in the yeah, it's the cubert, like a little cubert. Uh it would have been great if they had those discs you could jump on and go up to the top. and didn't have that, <laughs> so I ended up on the floor it's, for some reason, like you know, like quote unquote, like kind of dancing with people there, and, and I I fell over. The two guys were nice enough to pick me up under my arms and pull me up, but one of the singers was, was pretending to like you know he was like hitting own hill, like he was like hitting me, but then he pretended to drop an elbow, and as they brought me up, he his elbow like square in the top of my head as, <laughs> as they pulled me up, and they let go, and I just like crumbled down for a second, but I. I never lost consciousness, but I was not right the rest of the night like driving oh. home like, Oh geez, those headlights are bright behind me and
1: Oh my God.
0: Oh, it was a doozy. But I was wearing a chicken mask on top of that. So you know, <laughs> they, they probably thought I was kidding around <laughs> acting like, Oh, he got hurt, haha. But no, <laughs> no I was really good. hurt.
1: So they're picking yeah. you up and he's coming down, so that's oh, like it was, maximum velocity. It was the worst perfect timing. Oh yeah. It was perfect in the wrong in the wrong way, yeah. I actually did get myself knocked out at a show. Um, I I was stage diving at a Black Flag show at the at the channel, oh. and the channel stage is real tall. And I, you know, I hauled myself up on the stage and and did a flip, and the next floor flip, I, uh, yeah, forward flip, Oof. and I and I landed square on my on my forehead. So, mm. Um, mm. then I, I woke up and they were playing a different song, so I knew I was <laughs> I was cold for a little bit. Hang on a sec,
0: you were on the floor. There like people around you? Oh okay. <laughs> yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, yeah he'll be yeah. fine. He'll
1: be fine. So, <laughs> I, you know, I just went into the the uh, the bathroom and sat down and just sh- some water on my face and just kind of went back. Um, I never had it really looked at or anything, but I I was definitely knocked unconscious there for a little bit. So.
0: Oh, that's something that I. I mean, I still hopefully have a lot of years left. I haven't been knocked
1: out yet.
0: If anyone listening out there, yes. if you want to knock me out, you. <laughs> it's still out well, there. Just make for sure you.
1: you're not on stage with when you have that stick. You never know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the, the only contest I've really gone to the past few years have been Boston Pops, so I think I'm okay. You never know, though, man. Those those tuba players get really, hey, really aggressive. Keith Lockhart, if he's really want, <laughs> waving his, his conducting wand, he can get me. <laughs> That'd be funny to see just Keith Lockhart just stage die suddenly. Right. One of, those, one of those first rows of the, the fancy dinner tables down on the floor. I wouldn't put it past him.
1: I bet he's got, I bet he's got a mean streak in him. He's trying to modernize yeah. the the pops, you know, to get the younger people in. So, yeah, uh, a play a minor threat medley or something. You know? Yeah, he has He wears breakaway pants. He can just rip off at any <laughs> point if he feels like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of speaking of pants, um, our our guitarist in the same band, Chillum, he would wear. He, he was a big Vikings fan, so he wore his work a Vikings jersey and he wore mesh shorts usually. That was just his onstage attire. And so one of the singers would. Would pants him at some point, haha. Ha, funny, his shirt was long oh, enough, so he was covered. So, I, I thought at one point at one show, I could have swore he told me that he was wearing two pairs of shorts to thwart this. And so, of course, the uh, his, his name was Sal, who went over and he pantsed the guitarist, my friend Wally. And so, there, I'm like, Sal, he told me he's wearing two pairs of shorts, so he, he knew you were going to do that. So, Sal went back over and he pants him, but he actually pants his underwear, <laughs> so like he. He was a trooper. He, played the, he finished the song with, with his shorts and his underwear down. Oh, my his, God. But his shirt was long enough to cover what was necessary. That is dedication to the craft. It is dedication to the craft. Uh, the same guitarist also <laughs> body slammed me on stage once. I allowed him to, but he body slammed me on stage. That hurts. Don't let someone body slam you <laughs> on plywood. Oh, my God. Yep. And uh, the same singer who pants him at the end of a show once just re- literally ripped the strings off his guitar
1: with his bare hand. <laughs> now, now, <laughs> see, he- here I am thinking that I had been through, you know, like some of these, you know, tumultuous things, you know, on stage <laughs> and stuff. And it sounds like you guys, man.
0: Well, it was it was fun it was wild and everyone thankfully besides the uh, that fist that fight with the microphone to the head it was all it, everyone took it in stride i mean before i was in the band i heard a story at the practice space they had they had a hockey stick there and for some reason a, a black dildo and um the singer the same singer uh, shot it at the bass player and it the black dildo hit him right in the balls as he was playing a song so it, but it, it hurts. But at the same time, how many people can say that they, they had a black dildo slapped, shotted at them, and hit them in the balls? So it's, it's a, a very few distinction. I'd be proud. <laughs> I mean, I had, I had that on my headstone.
1: <laughs>
0: Took a dildo to the balls <laughs> for the craft. The craft. <laughs> uh, so I want to. I want to make sure we talk about it. The uh, since you brought it up, uh, literally, the specifically when you fought Nazis. Please yeah. tell me
1: about this, please. Yeah. That, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, was, was really kind of like scary at the time. Um, we were in uh, what was Yugoslavia at the time. And we, uh, it was our first time traveling in Europe. So we were just, you know, getting our sea legs and, and answering a lot of questions about the band. I mean, everybody wanted to know, you know, serious political questions about the band. So we were engaged in these conversations every single night. And but and every time we left, We we gave a great show and people really liked us and we're really proud of that. Mm -hmm. So we go we go to Yugoslavia, and um, oh my god, it's totally different when you get to places where not a lot of bands have been. Nobody really knows how to act. Um, You know they think that punk rock is this weird aggressive thing and 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 um, um, you know anything goes. So 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 we're in. Sarajevo, and we're having a miserable time. Um, everything smells like coal smoke, and and uh, um, you know we're just exhausted at this point. It's halfway through the tour, and we just haven't been sleeping and all that stuff. So we're playing in this club, and it's downstairs. Again, another total death trap because there's one set of stairs that goes out of this out of this Isn't club fun. as an exit. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we go there, and um, we go out to eat, and and Hank, our roadie, stays behind. Uh, keep an eye on things and we get back to the club after a little while and, and he goes man there's going to be some trouble there was some skinhead guys here who were like looking you know to take some merchandise and I managed to kind of scoot him off but I think there's going to be trouble so so we start playing our set and um you know we had all kind of like squirreled away um little pieces of iron and and clubs <laughs> and things like that like in my that's... stick bag I had like a crescent wrench you know I was just like that's a good idea yeah ready for something, you know, cause they said it was going to happen. And sure enough, there was, there was these skinhead folks and, and I use the skin. They were, they were racist skinheads and they were in the crowd and they were pushing people around and they were Zeke Hyling and they were being, you know, a, a menace, you know, and, you know, we, we have tolerance for people fighting at shows, but we don't have tolerance for that kind of stuff. So, but you know, we don't know what we're up against. We're like outnumbered. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so we're totally outnumbered um, or, or so we think. But so we're playing and, you know, they're disrupting the show and we're, we're counting heads. We're going, there's only like five of them and all these people here are like cowering in fear, you know, like something's going to go down. So yeah. So sure enough, it, it just exploded at one point. I think Choke just had had enough and, and just, you know, punched one of them square in the face. And it just broke out into a melee. I grabbed a cymbal stand and, and hit one of the kids Nice. And, ter- and turns out there was only like five of them. And, and once we started, you know, giving these kids what for, the rest of the people in the club are doing the same. So they, you know, these kids basically got a pounding and, and got sent off. So. So, so we were, we, I mean, the crowd just erupted in a cheer, like, you know, like we were the victors, you know, we, <laughs> most of these people who were apparently, you know, given their scene a really hard time. So so we kind of gathered up okay we're you know everybody calmed down you know we're back together everybody's good with these guys are gone so so we start playing again and everybody's really happy and you know we can see this staircase that's you know a few you know, maybe 20 feet from the stage and down the staircase comes something just like a can clinking down the stairs spewing oh, out gas so so they threw a dancer tear gas into, into this club with only the one escape. And we were just like, holy shit. So <laughs> we all just put t-shirts over our faces and just made a run for it. Everybody just made a run for it. Um, you know, they, they were gone when we got outside. It was just one of those things that one of those parting shots. That's, but as that's it turns awful. out, we were, in a head, we were on the front page of the newspaper the next day, you know, for, um, you know, with this this brawl. And, yeah. and kind of ousting these these Nazis who were terrorizing the, the town apparently so I mean I don't know what what kind of truth there was to that but it was one of those those things that um, you know is terrifying but you know you just got to do something about it
0: oh yeah I mean I've not been in that situation I mean I imagine it was you know probably enthralling but terrifying at the same time because you don't know so, what's going to happen really but yeah that I, I wasn't expecting the uh, the tear gas at the end. <laughs> I wasn't. I thought it was a happy ending. I mean, no, it kind of was, but
1: it was it was it was t- you know, terrifying at that point. You know, um, you know, we didn't know if they had a real grenade or you know what was going to happen. I know. so I this yeah. <laughs> someone came clicking on the stairs. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> something's going to explode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I guess that's the that's the best I had. All things considered, that's by the best case scenario for a like you said a parting shot. It's right. still a shitty thing to do, though.
1: Yeah. You know, it, there were always kids like that at the shows. And, and that place I was talking about earlier, Lawrence, Kansas, that we played in, there was these, I don't know, five or six, like, skinny kids who were in the middle of the crowd. Like, they had an American flag, like a full-size American flag in the middle of the, the pit. And they were, like, waving okay. this, this flag. So we were laughing. We were just like – the boy scouts showed up you know we just we figured it was like you know boy scouts so they they took great offense to that but it you know they were hopelessly numbered and i guess pretty harmless um mm-hmm. i don't think they were racist kids i think they were just um you know goofy skinhead kids who thought a flag was a a good thing to have in the middle of a pit <laughs> so
0: Well i guess at least it wasn't <laughs> my, uh, at least it wasn't a thin blue line one Ew. Right. No. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> yeah, I never really had those 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 bouts of violence. Um, I had something different though. A, I used to do some solo stuff. I would make songs on, on computer and I'd quote unquote perform live. This is when I lived. In, I used to live in Providence, Rhode Island. Now, did you ever go play or go to a club called AS Two Twenty? Yes. Nonprofit. Yep. yep. Do you ever play there? No,
1: been there, but not there.
0: Oh, they had like the, an open mic night. You can just do five minutes, and they had like a comedy troupe between acts, and then I I would do shows there sometimes. And part of my shtick, I would uh, wear a gas mask while the music played, and I, w- I would make—I uh, w- have gloves on my hands. And I'd make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for the, car- the audience with my hands, <laughs> and so it was—it uh, was—it was always a fun time. Um, so it was always always harmless. But uh, have you ever worn a gas mask? Like this is like you know army surplus store, like old timey one, like rubber with the thing you could do screw on. Oh, uh, I've had them
1: as, as a kid. I had them.
0: Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, this, that was that was my my stage persona, but uh oh don't ever don't ever full sprint down a street wearing one of those because you, like the amount of breath you can actually take in is I, I almost threw up inside the mask when it was on my face. But um but, but I was you gonna get to like
1: sandwiches for people? Yeah, and they often ate them. I, I was oh, gonna yeah, say I, I mean I would have eaten it.
0: Oh well thank you. I'll maybe I'll I'll take I'll bring the act out of retirement once things get back to normal and I'll going on on a reunion tour of myself. I'll let you know when I'm hungry and and we can, we can meet up. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll book a show at the AFT 20 and I'll be like, who the fuck are you? I played here 20 years ago, but um, there was, there was an occasion where the, uh, it was a sound woman for the show. Uh, She seemed to be enjoying the music and there was a sandwich that had fallen on the floor that no one had touched. And I put it, I just, I picked it up. So no one stepped on it. This is during my set. And I put it, I just put it on the table and I looked back. I turned away, and I looked back, and she had it, and she was trying to eat it. And I was like, I, "I have a gas mask, so I can't yell like do 'Don't eat that.'" I was, so I was like doing like the no with my hands, and she just did anyways. And I was oh. like, "Oh, I didn't have the heart to tell her afterwards."
1: Oh, I was like, God. "Oh well, maybe can you incorporate it. some like placards in there. That's, <clears throat> you know, don't eat the sandwich." You know, yes, not or just
0: I like, have a marker just write bad on this one <laughs> right. and just exit uh, <laughs> out, but. It was it was fun like like you said the youth, you did you forward flipped off the stage of someone else's show uh, that made me think um, I went with a friend of mine Matt to see Sam Black Church at the Middle oh. East downstairs once and we uh, you know it was it was crazy it was nuts and you know that they had that little ramp on the side of the yeah. st- so we, we somehow got to the top of that so we were on the side of the stage and so at the time my friend Matt was over three hundred pounds and so he people are stage diving. He's like, should I do it? I'm like, yes. oh, Yes, please. And so he did it. And he like, you know, people caught me. He like rolled across the top of the crowd. No problem. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to do it. And this was like, you know, I'm like 19, 160 pounds. Everyone, part of the way is for me. I just ate ate, ate the floor. (laughs) I'm like, I'm not doing that again. It was still fun. Like, I, I don't think I got hurt from that one, but I used to, um, the band that I was most recently in, that one that I guess we're still technically a band. We just stopped playing because everyone got old and moved yeah. away from each other. No hard feelings. Uh, I used to constantly do like, I do like a half cartwheel forward flip off the stage onto the floor. And it was always the floor because we didn't have fans. So I, 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 I think my knees are starting to let me know that was a bad idea to oh, do that stuff. man.
1: But it was I, a, I applaud your artistry though i mean that's was, you know
0: it was always fun no yeah it was i you know there were occasionally someone would be there to be entertained by it, but i never got caught by anyone because there weren't enough people to do it but i i did once i, I belly flop off the stage once and i, I still have it if you, ever, if you ever see each other in personal how you want to have you feel my left elbow oh you said my left or my right elbow that's oh, not my right elbow i have a i have a definite big dent in my right elbow my belly flop off the stage i did once on oh. on purpose I was, I was a young, stupid fella. I didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was being, being funny. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry today. Now sorry. you're on a, a like...
1: podcast saying, "What those stupid American kids that jump off stage?" That's <laughs> me. Yeah, don't do it. I'm a cautionary tale. Don't do it. <laughs>
0: I know uh did you ever I don't know if it was really your life did it did you ever do covers? I know you did
1: Gilligan's Island once on a on a on a recording, but we did, yeah. That was just kind of a, a, a funny thing we did in the studio. I mean, we're all big fans of Gilligan's Island, but um you know, when 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 you when you're in the studio and you're just literally working so hard to make something that you think is really intense and and strong and important, you know, you gotta you gotta cut loose a little bit, so Um, yeah occasionally we would do covers we did a cover of a smith song um we recorded a bad brains cover but i don't think it ever came out um we did a Buzzcocks song the first show that we ever played but we just weren't good enough musicians to really pull it off so um that was good most of the thing is you know we sounded okay doing our own stuff but if we tried to play somebody else's songs it never really sounded that great oh (laughs) yeah we uh
0: we would cover songs, but we were purposely being stupid assholes when we would do it. But we used to we had a span of like a, a year where between every song we would play the McDonald's I'm loving it uh, music.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Between> <laughs> it. Oh yeah every between every song we would do it. <laughs> uh, See,
1: that's funny. You know what I mean? Oh, that's yeah. like that's good stuff.
0: It was we had a couple of a couple of gems I thought we would uh, we covered once the uh, the Bernie and Phil's quality comfort oh, and price my
1: God
0: yeah. So if someone, if someone outside of like Massachusetts hears that, they're like, who's, who's Bernie and Phil, but,
1: <laughs> but the quality and comfort sounds good. And especially it, the price. It's, it's, it's nice in case you didn't know.
0: <laughs> um, but uh, I think we also did a, uh, my favorite one, which I don't think it's obscure, but we played it. We got to once play a Halloween show and uh, it sounded like it was like a bar in Newton. It was not someplace we would ever play otherwise. Um, so I don't know if you were ever at any point in your life uh, a church-going fellow. I had to, I was forced to go when I was a kid. Same here. Um, 18. Okay. Years. Okay. So are you familiar with the? Uh, I'm not going to try to sing, but the the Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again song. Yes. We,
1: we covered that on oh. the show. We covered that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you but just changed... to cover your bases so you can get in heaven or something? I mean. No, we wanted to be as,
0: as as stupid as we could, but we changed a little bit. the – so you know, it's just it's the same thing twice. Now, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ has come again. But the second time, it was Christ has died, Christ has risen. Christ said in your face, because he, he came back. So,
1: oh my god, yeah. And no one, no one ever cared. we do these things. I think it was just to amuse ourselves. Like, well, you don't really the, hear many biblical covers like that. Certainly not like you know, uh, you know, church songs like that. That's that's pretty awesome. Especially when like we were we were, you know, a
0: costumed band all the time too. So that and that made it even I don't know, worse in people's eyes. But you know, it was always fun. Like we we would kind of do serious covers, but we put them in the middle of our songs. We just do like tidbits of songs. Like we did a we, we threw an unskinny buff by poison into one of our, <laughs> the middle of one oh, of our songs once.
1: That's a that's a classic. It is yeah. That's right you, up there was, with Christ has died, Christ is at <laughs> <laughs> the same level.
0: <laughs> Another favorite, and this was for an audience of literally two people We played um, what's now, I think, the Brighton Music Hall The Harper's Ferry it used to be
1: Oh, Harper's Ferry, yeah
0: And we we started and ended one of our songs With the intro and outro to Metallica's Battery And it, it fit really well The tempo was the same as the song, so it sounded pretty cool But at the end, when it's, you know Over and over again, the singer and I Again, food came back into it. We hardly made peanut butter sandwiches as fast as we could, and then when it goes dun dun dun, we hold them up, and then bam 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 bam, we threw them out into the crowd. Oh my god! But there was only two people in the crowd. But
1: well, one of everybody
0: them, ate well. Yeah, well, no, one of them was my my previously mentioned friend Matt, who staged dove successfully at a Sam Black church. So he caught his and he ate it, so it worked out well.
1: <laughs> Hooray! <laughs> Sam black church my god I, I, I I'm so astounded whenever I hear the the name of that band I just they they were one of the most original and and fantastic things that I've ever yeah, that was a
0: I was a, that was just like a last minute decision like we were in the area like oh let's just go hey we got to stage dive fun it was good did you have any other uh any other like uh brawls or any other like I don't know, weird things just like seem to happen at shows, and then because you, you don't, you just expect to go and play your songs, and that's it. But something, something like always seems to happen at shows.
1: Um, you know, a lot, a lot of the, the the things that you know we we remember most are not the the kind of violent things, but the but the good, the fun things. You know,
0: oh, yeah, the, like, the fun thing wouldn't have to be anything necessarily bad, just because you know you do have things where you're playing with your friends. And so you can always go back and like, kind of recall something that just like absurd that happened.
1: Well, we had, we had the extreme fortune of, of being able to play some really, really big shows in Europe. Like we would get hooked up with these, these metal festivals and we would be sandwiched between these, these huge bands. You know, we played this stage where we played and the ministry played and then motorhead played. And I'm like, this is just insane. You know, it's like these massive, you know, um, 10,000 people festivals and you're, and you're for some reason you're in there playing your your three piece drum kit in the middle of this. So that was always my funny thing was, was the size of the drum kit and, and, and how, you know, the other drum kits would be these massive, you know, massive, massive drum kits. And one, one time we were playing, we were playing actually with Sepultura and um, they were playing a different stage, but um, we were playing our set and I look over and I see the, the drummer from Sepultura was standing next to the drum platform and he's watching me and I'm just like, come on. Like, what kind of pressure is that? You know, the, the drummer from Sepultura is like watching me play my three-piece kit. So I'm was all he? Was
0: he, uh, I, was he taking notes? Just like shaking his head? Stage, mm-hmm.
1: I got off stage. And he gave me a big hug and he said, I can't believe you can do that with that little kit. That's fantastic. He was oh, so awesome. he, he, and I was just like, Come on, you know, that's just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> stop, stop, get away from me. But those kind of things like when you can get your picture taken with Lemmy because he's in the dressing room next year and stuff. It's just yeah. it's just some stupid stuff that happened like that, you know. Was this was this for
0: was his full first name, Lemmerd instead of Leonard? <laughs>
1: We never asked. It was all you, oh. you're too you're too intimidated to be you know, when you're well, standing with Lemmy, you know, to, to, to say that anything. would have been my first question.
0: I just would um, have been like, "Hello, Lemurd," and just waited for his reaction.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, did you ever have the uh, the pleasure of tackling a uh, life size blow mold Santa Claus off a stage in your career?
1: Uh, let me think. Let me think. Absolutely not. No, <laughs> I did. I got that you, chance once, and you took it. Oh, of course I did.
0: Oh my god! It was it was uh it was another club in Worcester. Ralphs. Um, have had you ever like have you ever been there to see a show at all? I've been to
1: Ralphs. Yeah, I went okay, there once. So,
0: so they you know they had the uh, there was like the diner downstairs with like the weird football sized burgers, and upstairs was the the venue. But yeah, they used to have like a bunch of just like stuff like ephemera in the background of the stage. So like, at one point they did have like a like a, like a four foot tall like 1960s blow mold Santa Claus. So we, oh. I. I place it in front of my keyboard stand just to have it there because it was just loose. But I decided towards the end of our set just to tackle it stage, I figured out, you know, it's this old plastic thing. It's going to break under my fall. It'll be good for a laugh. And uh, it did not give. I bounced off of it, and I flipped over and landed on my back. That was was quality 1960s blow mold holiday decor. It stood the test of time. It, It did not dent in the least bit.
1: You know, I like to think it's maybe a little bit of the magic of Santa, too, that maybe just threw you off. You know, it
0: was a Christmas miracle. <laughs> Christmas it was. Miracle. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah I, see, we
1: didn't have tons of funny things that we did. You know, it was always very serious oh. and, and and we had fun on the road. Like, um, you know, we have videotapes of us on the road and having all this fun and, you know, going to Disney and things like that. But, you know, there's not much footage of us like performing on stage because, you know, we're we're upstairs, up on the stage, doing our thing. But the fun that we had was with each other, and 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 touring and traveling and all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: well, that's what matters, really. Yeah. yeah, I always I always had fun. Uh, if I may share a couple more things, one might kind of gross you out, I mean, not the point, but it might. We used to
1: Go for it.
0: Uh, um <laughs> We used to. We had um, a friend of mine's band called Doctor Frog that was nice enough to have the, us play with them a bunch of times, usually at their college, but they they drew well at their college, so we're like, yeah, sure, and so during one of their times there, we, uh, I I was singing with them on, you know, in my costume, uh, they were, they could do it a cover-up, I touched myself by the Divinals, and um, so Gosh. they had a half, they had a, 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 they cut a kickball in it, so they get half, like, bowl-shaped, half of a kickball, and the singer and I, he shaved our happy trails into it. What? That, you know, And then he threw it into the audience.
1: Oh my God.
0: I didn't know he was going to do that part, but I was like, yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) But again, yeah. So it's performance art. Yeah. I mean, that's a little different, but that was, it was, you know, I wasn't in the audience. It was okay. (laughs) So I was, (laughs) I was was fine with that. Um, And the last thing I, I got to um, jump off stage through a table once. Um. There was through a, a table? For a table, yes. There was a a, a little while. Uh, do you do you uh, were you aware of a band called Chinstrap that played in Boston?
1: Uh, it it sounds familiar.
0: Oh, they between the two bands I was playing in at that time, Chillum and Paco, we played shows together with them. You know, we trade off shows in Worcester and Boston. And so I had a, a fake feud with their singer where, you know, we would like quote unquote attack each other during our sets, like wrestling style, just to be funny, Ooh. nothing, nothing ever bad. Of course, it was always all fun. And so at one of our shows, when they were playing in Worcester, he came up and attacked me at the end of our set. And um, one of my friends got a hold of, of a, a folding a, a table, a big, you know, folding table. And so I was going to jump and put him through the table and the last second he, was pulled to safety, and I crashed
1: through the table. Oh my god! Yeah, it, it was, it was okay. Nothing. No do one got any, hurt. Do you have any dents from that one? Uh, not that I know of.
0: Um, I, that is on video somewhere, though. Oh my god! So I, I do have that one. So, yeah, good times. I, I kind of miss. I I'm
1: can't making believe misplay. some of these antics. That's just fantastic.
0: It was, yeah, it was, like I was saying, like, more often than not, there weren't many people to see it, and the ones that were there didn't really care, but we were amusing ourselves. Like, the guitarist wow. would sneak around on stage, like, on his tippy-toes, and I would play, like, a pluck string sound on my keyboard, like he was, like, a cartoon character.
1: Mm-hmm. No, no one gave
0: a shit. We're all laughing on stage. Oh, my God. We actually we actually mocked uh, the bass player's wife once, with his permission. Uh, we, had to, we played a show, and because of the, 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 the night the show was, she missed a, nickel, a Nickelback concert. Oh, so in the middle of one of our songs, we started playing Nickelback and, and laughing to ourselves, like slapping our knees about it before we went back into our song. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so that was, that was maybe kind of a little bit rude, but well, most people
1: would appreciate missing a Nickelback concert. I guess she was
0: pretty upset about it.
1: Wow. But wow. So, yeah. So she, she came probably into, knows better now. Um,
0: I, uh, she's still married to him. So I imagine so. Yeah. I'll ask next time I talk to my friend Kevin. I'll ask him. I want to know. I want to. Actually, I don't know. I don't actually know if she ever was mad about it. I need to find out. It was fifteen years ago. Yeah, I remember fifteen years ago when we uh, mocked your wife. Wife missing Nickelback.
1: Oh God! You could open. You could open a a serious wound there, though. You may not get. You might get more than you're asking for.
0: I'll try (laughs) to get them both on as guests, and I'll ask it while I'm recording (laughs) for ultimate effect. I love it. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I think I spent my uh, my stupidity <laughs> for, for the evening. Did you have awesome. any anything you want to close on? Any uh, any last any last thoughts? Do you want to throw a, a can of tear gas down my basement steps where I am right now?
1: Well, I, I, I would love to do that uh, for many many reasons, <laughs> but uh, no, I just no, I appreciate you your, uh, you you taking the time to talk to me. Oh no, I
0: appreciate you, you taking know. the time to come on and, and do this.
1: Oh, it's a pleasure. I always, always love hanging out. Uh, and, um, yeah, man, just, just keep in touch and, um, you know, go see Slapshot. You know, I, I won't be with them, but, um, you know, they're still making music and they're still, you know, once, once this, this thing is over and they start playing out again, they're a formidable live band. They're really, I'm gonna, really pretty great. So would
0: it might be bad if I started spreading a rumor that they will do an acoustic set.
1: <laughs> Maybe you can get them to do it.
0: I'll start a petition. How about that, I won't. I will spread rumors for the sake of you know my own safety, but I'll uh, I'll set a petition.
1: I will sign the be the first signature on there.
0: Oh, I have your official endorsement, so that should that should really uh, work in my favor to get this happen. Oh yeah, and...
1: for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, again, I really appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure, buddy. Anytime. Uh, if you ever want to come back on the other one, we don't fart anymore. Hope oh, we do, but it's not in person, so
1: <laughs> it, it's just not even worth it.
0: I still do an occasion, but it's not the same. I want answers. No.